This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and good afternoon and good evening and welcome to uh, Hello from the Other Side edition from the uh, from the Wednesday week. Today with me I've got Dan, from uh, who's one of the contributors at Salopcast. Uh, we're both based in the South Coast, so we're going to have a very middle-class chat about £7 pints and... Uh, and negative equity. So, uh, Dan, how's it going? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the invite. Uh, my my absolute pleasure. I uh, I wanted to uh, to speak to somebody specifically from uh, from from Shrewsbury to say that uh, to thank them for for giving us a good go to try and help us out at least against uh, against Plymouth uh, Plymouth last week. Um, did you think you were going to do it? That must have been heartbreaking, right? Well, it's one of those odd nights that football often throws at you. We we had some three outfield players on the bench. Uh, mm-hmm. None of whom have played a minute of football, league football, in, uh, of league football in their lives. So we were absolute bare bones, and it had classic park the bus, win one nil all over it because of that. We, you know, we, we we basically only had eleven men, and we, we we played pretty well. We certainly put bodies on the line. Uh, if Wednesdayites want to look back, that they'll see that we did give it hundred percent, and then in the ninety-six minute, Plymouth went and scored. So we were, um, yeah, a bit a bit uh, a bit down about that, but um, that's the way football goes sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, t- t- talking about your your season, uh, mid-table season. Um, I mean, not been not been great in terms of recent form. I think you've lost, uh, not lost, but not won in seven games. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're we're in a different position to Wednesday altogether. You know, we, we came into this season having had relegation battles in the last few. Um, we had a very good year in 2017-18, got to the playoff final, but that's absolutely the exception. So we spent a little bit of money. This uh, in the close season last year, so we were hopeful it'd be better, and it has been better. Um, we're on a, a poor run at the moment, but if you'd have asked any Solid fan how many points they expected to get from Barnsley away, Bolton away, Plymouth at home, and Sheffield Wednesday at home, the answer is going to be not many. And throw in a, a, a bit of a battering at Charlton, another big side along the way, and we, we've had a tough run. But before that, we were playing teams that were at the bottom of the league, and we we, we did what we don't normally do. We we won six on the bounce. Um, yeah. against the sides that you should you should be beating, which, of course, is, doesn't mean you're going to beat them. So we were in a pretty safe position, and we still are, even if we're not in a, in, in a particularly good run of form at the moment yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be difficult after 
after such a poor run of form, to, to look back on this season as, as, as relatively successful in terms of moving forward, right? Yeah, well, the way I look at it is there's only one year in the last 30 where we have finished in the top half of League One or higher. Um, mm. And we could still do that this season. So it's only one year mm. in the last 30. So you look at it in, in that context, we, we've had a good season. We've got a really small squad because we haven't got much money. Um, and once you get a few injuries, once you get a few suspensions, it does get tough. And we've had a few of those of late. So I think there's lots of mitigating evidence. But we've also got the basis of a squad that I think we could perhaps build on to do a little bit better next year. And as I say, I'm used to relegation battles, Dan, and we're not in one. So, you know, you've got to look upon that as a positive, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you can kick back now the next few weeks. Let us win this one this Saturday. That'd be smashing. Uh, you know, kick back and go, yeah, we've done all right there, lads. Let's uh, let's all go home. You know what I well, mean? Well, this issue yeah. with Wednesday, isn't it? Like, we, we played you over 20 times in our history. And mm-hmm. there's only twice that, that you've won. And one of them was this season. I was at the other one in 1983 when Gary Bannister scored. Um, so <laughs> there's something about Wednesday, Dan. And I, I, I don't know what that means for the weekend, but I don't mind playing Wednesday, that's for sure. Well, I, I, I tell you what. So, so normally, you know, the, this part of thing would be would be asking you, you know, how would you feel? How do you feel about playing Sheffield Wednesday coming yeah. up? Obviously, and um, and you know, <laughs> me personally, I'm looking at it thinking this is literally going to make or break our season. Now we're recording this on uh, on Tuesday late afternoon. Uh, so upcoming, uh, we've got uh, the Ipswich Barnsley game. Plymouth are playing Bristol Rovers this evening as well. So, given how they have those games go. That our game against yourselves on Saturday could be a real a real stickler for our automatic promotion hopes. But I, I, I don't know I don't know, but for some reason coming up, I feel like I feel like someone's gonna th- do us a favour this evening. Someone's gonna drop points like you know, Ipswich and Barnsley could draw, for example. And then um and then we could absolutely tank it against you guys. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Somebody can go, here's an olive branch, and we go, No, we don't want to do that. We we, we fancy the playoffs, lads. But this has got the ingredients of that sort of thing. I mean, it's a free hit for us. Our, our fan base is not expecting that much. Although, as I say, there is some of my greatest footballing memories have been against Sheffield Wednesday, Dan. Like, oh, really? In, in, an, odd, in an odd way. Um, and it was uh, ooh, five years ago, we played you in the fourth round of the FA Cup. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Oh, yeah. You, you were 2-1 up. Again, it wasn't your first team, but you, you were 2-1 you up with, um, you know, not many minutes to go. And we won 3-2 with our fullback popping up from nowhere to score in the 98th minute. And, you know, we went then and played Man United in the fifth round, which for us, you know, small club, different ambitions to, 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 to Wednesday, was, was a, you know, a really, a really great day and a really great night. And, and we have this record against Wednesday. that It's just odd. We, we, we seem to do OK. And, of course, we've got nothing to lose on Saturday. We won't have a particularly strong team. And it, I think... You will either come and do a job, and you, and you'll win three four nil. You'll win convincingly, or or, or the bus will be parked because <laughs> we're good at parking buses, and um and and it'll be a really tough day. But you know, only a fool would predict the results at this time of the season because you uh, know pressure does funny things, right? If you'd have if you'd have asked me at the end of February, would we be worried about the Shrewsbury game in yeah. in in late April? I'd be like, shut up, man. No way. What's the matter no with way. you? We're absolutely yeah. running away with this league. And then the March that we had has been nothing short of awful. It's it, it's been dreadful. And um and yeah, I, I, I can't call it. And and you know, during the twenty three game unbeaten streak that everybody wants to talk about, uh, you know, I, I I was even putting Sheffield Wednesday in my accumulators at the weekend. Um <laughs> Yeah, 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 and, and you know well, that the golden rule is it's a risky business. Fair play to you. I know, right? That's that's the, that's the golden rule. I've been breaking it. I was breaking it, and I was like, "Don't tell anybody." I found a secret here. We're really good. And then March, uh, Skybet got all their money back. 
So, uh, yep. <laughs> so you know, yep. I, I've been paying uh, John Skybet's kids through college the uh, the, <laughs> the, the last three weeks. So um, I, I, I was, um, I, I, you know, some people are going to call this the uh, the Nigel Jemson derby, but uh, yeah. we should be t- yeah we should be talking about Che Dunkley now. Um, his last game for Sheffield Wednesday, bless him. Uh, was a uh, was a winner takes all game against um, against Derby County at the end of the uh, the end of the other season, and he was the one that gave the penalty away that uh, that inevitably relegated us. I mean, all right, it's got nothing to do with the fact that we cheated and had twelve points taken off us, but <laughs> but we don't we don't talk yeah. about that. Yeah, but um, but when you when you guys signed Jaden Dunkley, it must have been a, a hell of a coup for you guys, right? I, I, yeah. I don't want to be condescending. I, I'm I'm de- farting around the poo in terms of that, but like that's that's a good sign for you guys, right? No, absolutely, it is. And we've we've had a number of those this year. Where we, I mean, we signed Tom Flanagan from Sunderland in mm. January last year, and it's like, oh, why are we signing somebody from Sunderland who was playing regularly on a two and a half year contract? This is not what we normally do. And and Steve Cottrell. Yeah, he's got a little black book that, that, that's got some names in it. He, he's been around football a long time. And, and I think he's, he's done pretty well in the transfer market. And Dunkley was absolutely in that category. I mean, let's, you know, he's a kick it, edit centre-half, right? But mm-hmm. we need a kick it, edit centre-half. And he, he scores <laughs> the odd goal. His, his goal record has been pretty good this year, particularly late on in games, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And Dunkley has been rock solid this season. I mean, he, he ain't Hans Beckenbauer, but we never thought he was. What he is is solid, and he, he gets quite a lot of good things out of other people as well. He's been a positive influence on that back three that plays uh, more or less every week. So, so we're really pleased with Dunkley. I was, uh, my eyes were open when I saw we were signing him, but he's not the only one. I mean, Tom Bayliss, we got um, you know former Coventry player. He's mm-hmm. injured. He won't be there on Saturdays after the rest of the season. Jordan Shipley's got a good track record in the Championship, but the downside of that is you go big on these guys. You don't have any money left for anybody else. So that's why well, the small I, squad thing comes into it because we, we can't afford anyone else. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. So, so talk to me about your your youth development and as how oh, has have you? What, what, uh, yeah, what, what? yeah, is the one. Have you yeah. guys? Uh, have you guys gone for larger name players uh, to spend the money on rather than squad depth and size? Yeah, I mean, we, we, the youth network is, is is massively important for all small. I mean, it'd be important for Wednesday as well, wouldn't it? If you could bring youth players through, it That'd is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for us, it, it's not. We, we've had them. I mean, Joe Arts, a Shrewsbury boy, he's a good example of the type of player we've been producing. Connor Goldson up at Rangers, a Shrewsbury boy. So, yeah. you know, there are people who come through our youth network and played for us, and we sold on and made made a bit of money on. But it's not been particularly good over the last few years. And you know, it, it's very harsh to blame Steve Cottrell, the manager, for that. He, he mm-hmm. you know, he, he he's not the one who picks the thirteen year olds up, is he? Um, so, so no, that that could be misconstrued. You know what I mean? Um, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> So, you know, he's not the one who goes out and, and sorts out, the, you know, the, the good kids and gets them into our structure. So so we've we've not done ourselves a great deal of favours. Tom Bloxham may play on Saturday. He's come through. He joined us when he was 14. Um, so so there's one or two. But in truth, it's not it's not produced the players that we wanted it to produce. So, I mean, and Aidan O'Brien, remember him? You know, you spoke yeah. to Millwall. Um, he was signed on big money and he's played three or four games. He's now on loan at Gillingham. Um, just not work. So even the big name players, you can't guarantee that, that things are going to work out. And we need to do better in terms of producing young players. Everybody knows it um, across the club. And it's not helped us when we've had those inevitable injury and suspension problems. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of where this uh, this end of the season takes us, isn't it? Because I, I, I used to sit there and wax lyrical about Sheffield Wednesday and the um, and the recruitment that Darren Moore's made and and the players that he signed. But the, the, the depth that we had, we were thinking, we're great here. 
we're absolutely balling. We've got two or three players for each position. But for yeah. some reason, we've had an issue where where there's been a problem where our players are getting injured left, right, and centre, like yeah. more freakishly so. And uh, it, you know, a lot, a lot of um, a lot of attention's gone to the training ground and the facilities that we've got and all and all the rest of it because obviously we're we're all experts in the way that the body dynamics works up in Yorkshire. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, don't, don't, know. don't know if you, know if you well knew on. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that, that you know, that's that's something that, uh, that that that's got a huge magnifying glass on it on, on it right now. But what's happened is we've we've got this depth, and we've lost players such as George Byers and uh, and Josh Windass, and uh, George Byers specifically, along with Will Volks and uh, and Barry Bannon, had formed a wonderful trio in in the in the middle of the in the middle of the park, and we've had three players step into that role, and they've underperformed. So it's severely underperformed. They've all, they've all had a a roll of the dice. More recently, Dennis Adeneran scored a brace um, against Accrington Stanley, and um, and you know that 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 was him trying to trying to get himself uh, in, into contention for that for that shirt. And I and I feel like he'll be the favourite favourite coming up. But um, see, I I assume you're given what you're saying, you're on bare bones right now. So there might be a spirited performance coming our way. Yeah, well, we haven't played this week. We're not gonna, we, don't, we don't play in the week. We play Bristol Rovers next week as our, as our catch-up game, final catch-up game. Um, we've we've not been getting great results, but no one is criticising the players for that. Chant was an odd one. We got we got hammered six nil, and we were we were we were really poor. That's the one mm-hmm. where I don't really get it. But certainly against Plymouth um, and at the weekend as well against Pompey, um, the, the, there was there was a method and. Everybody was. I wouldn't say bodies on the line makes sense too dramatic, but no, no criticism of the players for not for, for being on the beach. They were not on the beach, and they won't be on the beach on Saturday because Steve Cotter ain't gonna have that. It, that's, oh. that's one thing he's not gonna have. And, and the players are pretty fit, um, and so they keep going right to the end, um, mm-hmm. and that, that's good because we won't have any subs. Right? Oh, we got sub goalkeeper. Our goalkeepers played a few times in the league, but I mean, you know. So, so the, the fitness is an issue, and we will have a, a clear week to go at Saturday, which will help. Um, we mm-hmm. also we had, we had um, a couple of suspensions uh, as well, which are, are running out. I mean, Flanagan's been sent off twice. Well, he's been sent off three times, but one of them was rescinded. We've had three players sent off this season to have red cards rescinded later on. You know, I don't know how many times what, that. Three, three in one yeah. season. In one season, one was a case of mistaken identity, and twice the referee then decided he'd made a mistake. So, which is nice. But it's not much good when he sent them off in the twenty-fifth minute, is it? Not, not, no. not, not really. It, it's kind of like, yeah, thanks, but also yeah. fuck you. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and one of them, we, you know, against Accrington Stanley at home when we lost. You know, it's the, the type of game you don't want to be losing. So, so basically, we, we'll have a couple of players back from suspension, so we won't be quite as bad as we were against Plymouth. But, um, but yeah, depth is not going to be something we'll have a lot of. Also, we're not, I'm not totally sure what team Cottrell's going to pick. We've got Elliot Bennett, who's with us. He's mm. played for Blackburn, right wing back. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's struggling to get in the side at the moment. I mean, and I don't, I don't really know why, because he's our best right wing back. So I'll be interested to know if, if Cottrell does pick him or, or if he, he ends up either playing in midfield or being the poor old soul who, who has to sit with the youth team on the bench. But we'll, we'll see. But he, that's, that's one selection issue that we don't quite understand. Well, um, talk to me about Steve Cottrell now. I remember him from his days from uh, Bristol City and then prior to that, Nottingham Forest. Mm. Um, and in an old life, back in my early 20s, I, I took on my, my football coaching badges in order to uh, to learn the game and you know get a mm. career in football. Obviously, I've done really well because I do this. Um, <laughs> but there used to be a magazine, so you used to have to subscribe to the FA's my Insights magazine. And uh, Steve Cottrell was the poster boy. 
at the turn of the century. So we're talking 2001 to about 2004. There was an exclusive, I always, I remember it vividly that there was an exclusive, exclusive interview with Steve Cottrell every week. And there was always a picture of him on the front pointing at something with his big gold chain that, that for some reason he wears. And then, um, and then his career kind of came in and went, and he was, he was hot property for a bit. And then it kind of drifted off. And then he went to you guys. And I thought, Christ, that's a, that's a, he's going to restart something at Shrewsbury. And, um, and then he had a, a terrible time of it with COVID, didn't he? So do you feel like these last couple of seasons, he's managed to get a bit of momentum, as it were? Well, it's, it's a funny one. And you mentioned the COVID issue. I and mean, he was really struggling. We, we, we were seriously worried that he might, he might not make it that, that bad. Mm. You know, in hospital for three mm. months type stuff. Um, and that, you know, that puts a bit of perspective on, on what, what the rest of us are doing and thinking. It, you know, it's only 22 blokes kicking a bag of wind around after all. <laughs> but, but even then, Kotcha comes back and he's 24-7 on this. He's that type of guy. You know, you know, there's never a, a moment where I don't think he's thinking about football. Um, and so he, he's a pretty intense character. And he has definitely improved the quality of our squad. And as mm-hmm. I say, it's only once in 30 years we finished in the top half of League One or above. And that, that, that's something I think it's easy to forget. We're, we're, we're in a position where we can build. We've got a number of these players, of course, going to be with us next year as well. Um, and Dunks is one of them. You know, Dunks is a, is a guy that has improved our side. And I think it's easy to, 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 to lose track of that when we're on this bad run at the moment. Because mm-hmm. Cottrell's got a base that he can use to move forward with next season. And if I'm being honest, he, he's not everybody's cup of tea as, as a bloke. He can be very prickly with the media. Um, he he yeah. can be a bit grumpy. Um, and I, I think that doesn't always do him a, a service. But at the same time, his players clearly put in a shift for him. And that, mm-hmm. that is something. His players play for him. And that's, that's, I guess, the minimum that we would demand. It's the minimum any football fan would demand. But we, we, we know that we're not going to be able to spend as much as Sheffield Wednesday, for example. So, so if you're going to come and play for us, you've got to put the miles in. And Cotchell gets that out of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I assume he's got one year left in his contract. I assume he'll be here next year. And I assume he'll, he'll try and, you know, he'll try and invest a little bit more, more money. And therefore, there's plenty of reason to be hopeful. There's plenty of reason for us to, to look upon this as a, the last three or four games as an opportunity to look at some of the players and to see whether they're going to get contracts next year. I mean, the young lad blocks, who I mentioned before, the, the one who's really come to the youth team is, um, is a good example. Something about him, but I'm not convinced, if I'm being perfectly honest. So I, now's his time convince us that, that, that you're the man who can perhaps play at the top end of League One. So Cottrell, I think, has got a bit of a bit of money in the bank, as it were. You know, He's done pretty well to get us where we are. Um, so the fans haven't turned on him for this run that you're on right nah, now? Nah. Well, some are, but they're idiots. You know, um, you know, well, I mean, no. given given the squad size that you've got, and all right, you know, we're at, we're at the vinegar strokes of the season now, we're towards the back end. Surely that was always going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, and, and, and because you've got so many good results in the bank, going forward then it, it seems a bit harsh to turn on him no yeah absolutely and, we, and i mentioned the fixture list before and that was deadly serious we looked at the last few fixtures that we had and we thought holy moly we better be safe because if we and we didn't even think about plymouth you know yeah. <laughs> we didn't think they'd yeah. be in it. And, and then we had them last week so we thought you know portsmouth charlton wednesday bolton barnsley all one after another you know yeah, you're deciding the playoffs in the league here lads I, well, I, hope, I hope you know the pressure you've got well, yeah, we haven't made much of a contribution to it yet, to be honest. But we lost against a lot of them. So, um, um, but yeah, we, we realised that if we were going to do okay this season, then the run before this was actually going to be going to be important. And many of us were quite shocked that we we just 
won we won those games. We won six on the bounce. I can't remember the last time we won mm. six on the bounce. So, so yeah, no, the, the, I think the fan base is fine as it were with Cottrell um, because we can see that we've had we've not always had the bounce of the ball the last few weeks. That happens when you lose, and it's not that anybody's given up. Cottrell ain't having that, and as long as that's the case, then 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 we're pretty cool with it to be honest. That's not too bad. Not too bad. I, um, I, I just just thinking back to my uh, to my time reading about Steve Cottrell, and um, and I, I remember it was it was at the, like I say it was the, it was the turn of the millennium. So already during around the mid to late nineties, the physicality aspect of uh, of the game had come in, and Steve Cottrell was lauded as this trailblazer that kind of found players not based on their football inability. A lot of it was based on physicality. And then we saw players like outgoing were players like David Erst. You know what I mean? These these big burly blocks yeah, and yeah. coming in with these thin, tiny lads, who, you know, whose, whose legs would just break just looking at them. Because I remember going away to uh, to a Scotland game and seeing uh, Snodgrass in the, uh, you know, uh, Robert yeah. Snodgrass in the flesh and thinking he always looks like a big stag. And they're getting up close. I'm a foot bigger than him, and he's and his legs were tiny. Yeah. And and he and, and Cottrell was lauded as that type of player that that would demand a, a certain level of physicality out of his players. And when I say physicality, I don't mean elbows and 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 foreheads. I mean pace, effort. Yeah. Uh, there are about eight things in the list that Steve Cottrell picked over football inability. And and do you feel like now? It's the back end of the season that, you know, I guess it's the same question, isn't it, that I've I've just previously asked it. You know, do you reckon that that's why you're having the run that you are? Well, I think we're, I know, I I think we were going to have a tough run against these sides anyway, you know, given Mm -hmm. the the squad that we were inevitably going to have. What what I would say is that two of the key men for Cotter are always going to be the wing backs, right? He loves Mm -hmm. 352, it's often 532 with us, Um, but 352. And and those those wing backs have to get forward. And the the idea at the beginning of the season, it was going to be a guy called Julian DaCosta who we had a season-long mm. loan from Coventry, who definitely has the physicality to get out of I'm sorry, Don, my apologies. That, that went mute there. Uh, Julian DeCosta, and then it all stopped talking. Well, that's actually quite, quite more or less what happened to Julian DeCosta. <laughs> physicality, brilliant, right? He gets up and down the right, and he's an athlete. You can see that. Um, and he was, he, was, he was very good when we won at Wickham, 2-1. And Wickham, another, you know, much as we like playing Wednesday, we hate playing Wickham. And we'd only beaten them once mm-hmm. in the league in 26 games. So we went to Wickham and we won. So DeCosta, we thought, hello. We've got somebody, a Cottrell player there, and he gets injured, doesn't he? So he's out for five months, and he hasn't played since that Wickham game and ended up going back to Coventry because he couldn't get fit. So, you know, that 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 for Cottrell's a big deal, actually. And it's not that the right wing-backs who, who've come in have been poor, but you can see that his, his, his idea was DeCosta was going to get up and down like a traction engine. He was going to do do that role. And um, and to be deprived of that was, was an issue. But those wing-backs, right, if you can push them back, then we're going to struggle to create many chances. That's the mm-hmm. issue. And when we play well, we get those wing-backs right up the pitch. And often it's on the break. It's not as if, We're never a 70% possession team, and we definitely mm-hmm. won't be able to play you guys. You'll have more of the ball. Um, but yeah, the key thing know. is, can they, can, they, can they break? And can they get forward and help you know, the, 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 the two that will play up front to, you know, to create chances? And it's, it's hard against better teams. You know? It really is hard against, against the sides who dominate possession. So we've not been doing that as well as we might have liked. But I think there are reasons for it. And I don't think it's because um, Cottrell's got strategy wrong. I just think we're running up against tough teams. And, and one of his key wingbacks of choice is not there. And that, that's, you know, that's unfortunate. Wow. Okay. So do, do you find that um, this season's going to, like, like you say, a top half finish for the first time in 30 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, give or take. Well, so, so what's yeah, the position time, they're yeah, trying? Yeah. 
So where are they trying to beat? What's the highest? And when was it? Uh, 2017, we got to the, we were top of the league. For quite, yeah, quite a long way. It was us, Blackburn and Wigan. That's right. Um, yeah, Wigan were doing their normal thing of having gone bankrupt, going down, finding yeah. the magic money yeah. tree, yeah. spending it all, going bust again. You know, you know the cycle with them. We'll see it next year. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we, yeah, we, and we will. Uh, we finished third and we were, um, we were poor in the playoff final, but it was a phenomenal season. It, it was just, I mean, I remember us in the championship in the 80s. So, you know, I'm one of the old farts who can remember that stuff. But for many of the guys who are under 40, we, we've never been competing at that level. So it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's an anomaly that season. Um, everything else has been, you know, 17th place. Okay. We, we hover around that. We might be a couple above it, might be a couple below it, but 17th place. So this year, we, you know, we're not there. And, and that is a, a, a good thing. I mean, we're, we're not an awfully nice side to play against, Nan. I, I say I say that now. I mean, you it, know. It, it's League One. We're not here for the entertainment. Are we? exactly. We're here for the rough and tumble and having a good time and getting a pie, aren't we? Absolutely. If you're here for the shithousery, then, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll show you how to do that. I mean, I'll give you an example of the type of stuff that we've been pulling this year. Um, Cheltenham got a long throw expert, haven't they? I can't remember yep. his name. Um, and so he, he brings towels to the game. So in between Christmas and New Year's, come to the meadow, he's wanging it in and um, and he's using the towel to dry the board. It's a wet day. So Kyle Winchester, our sub, not having any of that, picks up water bottle, jogs round, fakes the warming up all over the towel. Soaking wet. <laughs> And the guy goes and picks the ball up. It's like, what? What the hell? What? 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 Took him took him ages to realise what was going on. That, that's the type of shit house I'm afraid. And I'm not awfully proud. That is top end shit house, by the way. Sort of proud of it, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah. You know, we we can moan a lot, and and we will slow everything down. Um, and I don't really admire it, but Cottrell's he wants every single millimetre of advantage, and and mm-hmm. that's the type. Of, and even the thing with the towel, I, I don't think it was just Carl Winchester seeing it. I think somebody else had, had seen, uh, you know, noticed this, and it was something we were going to do. But I, I thought I thought you might like that one. So if you have got a long throw expert, tell him to keep his towel dry. Well, we we're not allowed any towels. I don't, I don't know if you ever saw this this article. We uh, we were playing Portsmouth and we we didn't bring any towels. We stole them from the Marriott hotel that we were staying at in Portsmouth, what? and so uh, and so the the Pompey coaching staff went. Well, they're not yours, are they? So decided to steal them back. So we had no towels for the day anyway. So we're just chucking wet balls around. You know what I mean? We're getting shit towels about towels everywhere. Fantastic stuff, now. Um... So yeah, so, so I don't. I, I just wanted to get it out there for any of your listeners that, that in terms of prettiness, you, you're going to be watching the wrong game on Saturday. But then again, all you're going to be you know caring about on Saturday three points, right? It's that end of the season. Yeah, uh, depending so, on tonight's results and yeah. um, <laughs> what happens, then uh, then yeah, well, you know, if, if 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 tonight goes terribly bad, like you know what I mean, if they are, if if but if Ipswich and Plymouth both win, then it takes a bit of pressure off, and we need to start preparing for the playoffs. But you know. If one of them drops points and then we absolutely shit the bed against you guys, then I'm going to be inconsolable by about by about 5pm on Saturday. Well, I would say, Plymouth had a lot of the ball last week, but they didn't... I mean, I've seen better teams this year. Ipswich are a better team than Plymouth. In, mm-hmm. in the two games that we've seen, because we were one up at Plymouth at Home Park for a long time as well and lost mm-hmm. 2-1. So, so I, I, I think Plymouth have got a choke in them. Yeah, we. I genuinely thought, given their squad size, that they would they would die away at, the, at this part of the season. But Ipswich seems that their signings have absolutely paid off wonderfully for them in January. They've they've not come out of nowhere. They've steadily gone about yeah. their business. They've gone a gone on a sixteen game winning streak. Uh, but I was hoping Plymouth would fall away, and I thought it would be us and Ipswich going up. And then we had this huge buffer of about two games in hand and and a three point gap, and and we absolutely tanked against against. Teams that weren't. Very I wasn't going to mention. I wasn't going to mention Forest or Green. Yeah, <laughs> that, Forest Green. <laughs> I can't. 
Yeah, that 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 result is gonna is gonna haunt us for the rest of our life. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, Duncan Ferguson's gonna have to program from that day on his living room wall, framed and going, Do you remember that day I beat Sheffield Wednesday? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's that's what's gonna be there. Uh, so listen, tell Dan, yeah. tell us about the uh, the Salop Cash. Your your podcast is quite a large one, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm I contributed to it. Um, we've we've got we, um, we we generally produce a sort of a podcast every two or three weeks. Now it used to be every week. Um, one of the founders unfportunately passed away this season. Uh, oh, he's in wow. his forties, Glenn. Yeah, pretty horrific in story. Forties. Yep. Yeah, he, he had cancer and um, oh, sitting next to him at Wickham in September. Um, and you know his kids were playing with my kids, and all is fine and dandy. Never saw him again. Um, uh, he, he was he was unfortunately passed away within two or three months. So tragic story. Uh, and he's one of the you know the real go-to men with with, with solid cast, Glenn Glenn Price. He, he he really set it up with another another good guy, Ollie. And um, that that to be honest, that, that that was a bit of a body blow for the whole podcast. I mean, mm. my goodness me, you know, when when you've got a guy like that who lives and breathes it, just just you know going to the great pavilion in the sky, then then it hits you. Um, but what we try and do is we try and talk about each of the, or a group of games, really. We'll take a group of games and we'll sort of work out what we've done well, what we've done badly, um, try and sort of think about what that might mean going in, going into the next few games. Um, we don't really give a running commentary on each town game, but we'll we'll certainly uh, look to have a chat probably next week before the last two games of the season, uh, and we'll we'll obviously reflect on, on on games like games like this. I mean, the big the big thing that we're we're always concerned about is. Um, you know, is, is, is where where do we go from here? Because we, we, we always think League One, people have got used to this position as a League One club. And a lot of guys, me and the other guys in the solid cast, have, have known us not just in League Two, but in the National League. So mm. it, we're always a bit worried looking forward, thinking this might be as good as it gets, um, which is a bit irrational, really, because football is yeah. always about, it can be get better, it can get worse, right? That's why we watch the stuff. I mean, Luton Town are knocking on the door of the Premier League right now, so and, and then, you know, when Blackpool went up, that was that was insane yeah. to me and Huddersfield Town, and, you know, worse things, crazier things have happened and, and you guys having that season where you did absolutely yeah. tonk up the league, I mean they're, they're freak happen. seasons yeah, they, they can happen, and that's what that's what this uh, this league throws out. But if I had, uh, you know, I've been doing this podcasting now for about fourteen years. This is our fourteenth season, sorry, thirteen years, and um, and I think what if I had any advice for anybody, just stick with it, because like you said, there are times when you know you're talking about a nil nil draw at Exeter. And, and you're like, for, for fuck's sake, I've got to, uh, I've got, <laughs> I've got to okay. talk about on that. Yeah, to, doing it fortnightly, I might, I might make a note of that just right now, just for fortnightly. Well, we always have certain uh, issues fucking... that we can bring in that that we that might may need discussing uh, if we don't want to discuss the actual game that's just happened. You know, yeah, about, yeah. about the recruitment strategy of the club in general, or goodness knows what, but something that's not focusing on the six 0 defeat at Charlton, say, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but but there okay. we go. All right. Well, listen, Dan, one of the key contributors at Salopcast, thank you very much for joining us. And, uh, well, I hope you have a good day on Saturday, but not too good. Well, we'll see how we go, eh? <laughs> Cheers. See you later. Cheers, Dan. Thanks very much. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Blair, I've put you, I've put you on specially. I've brought you on to the side to talk about men's grooming. Downstairs grooming. <laughs> well, as you know, I'm the biggest men's grooming guy in the biz today, Foot. Well, of, of course you are. Of, of course you are. I, and I know that you're a big gym guy. I know you're a big runner. And have you ever been out and about and all of a sudden you've got what can be described as a small fire down there? It's as red as a fire engine down there sometimes, Foot. 
Well, I tell you what, that's a good point because uh, right now the Wednesday week for the next few weeks is going to be brought to you by Manscaped, and we're giving away. Well, we're giving away uh, discounts on the Manscaped 4.0 bundle. What's what's include? I've got it's the performance package, mate. Uh, You've got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, yeah, a crop reviver toner. So you know it brings it back (laughs) if you need it. Uh, Performance boxer briefs, if uh, if performing is an issue for you, mate. I'm fully seated, but you know, <laughs> fully seated. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and then we've got all all the bits that'll keep it off the bathroom floor. Uh, we've got um, well, it's waterproof. It cuts down the um, the issue that you might get. It helps reduce the likelihood of getting an ingrowing hair as well. Perfect. And that's you know what I mean? from a Gillette fan. In it, in it. So I thought you'd be a fan. So listen, you guys back home, you guys watching and listening right now, uh, you can get a discount on this if you enter the code TWW20 into the uh, into the checkout at the end, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. That's the Manscaped 4.0 bundle. Get on it. The Wednesday Week is also brought to you by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. I bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates around. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.